utterance. And I'll be able to speak with authority. Because then it would not be me anymore. It would be you, Lord. Help me to take myself out of the way. And also the interpreter, Lord. May we not just speak because we can speak. But may it be because you are using us to speak. And the people, Lord, I also pray for them. Whatever their need is, may you enable them to hear what the Spirit wants them to hear. I understand there are also others streaming this service and many others that will watch this service afterwards. Lord, whoever will has been ordained to hear the I pray it will impact their lives positively and help them further. In Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. According as he has chosen us in him before the foundation of the world. That we should be holy and without blame before him in love. Having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself according to the good pleasure of his will. To the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he has made us accepted in the beloved. In whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace wherein he has an, uh, uh, abounded toward us in all wisdom and prudence. Verse 9, Having made known unto us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he has purposed in himself. Amina. Amen. Which he has purposed in himself. Tell someone he purposed in himself. Amen. You may be seated. Uh, Brother Shem, I'm not quite sure if this monitor is really working. Because I'm using a lot of strength to speak. That means there's a problem with the sound somehow. Amen. Mina. I want to speak to you on a subject that I've called the proof of, of God's love. Do you believe that God loves you? Ask, ask your neighbor. Can you prove it? That's what I want us to, to be able to do by the end of the service. The proof of God is love. 
the proof of God's love. There is this verse here. I will tell you when the sound is fine. Amen. Uh, there is this verse here. According as he has chosen us in him. Before the foundation of the world. That we would be holy and without blame before him in love. That having predestinated us. Now before that, let me read this verse again. According as he has chosen us in him before the foundation of the world. He did what? He chose us. Where? In him. Before when? Before the foundation of the world. So God did not choose me when I believed. He chose me from before the foundation of the world. Many Pentecostals pray prayers like this. Oh God. Now that this person has believed. Remove his name. From the book of death. And write it. In the book of life. Don't ever pray such prayers. Don't even ever say amen to such prayers. I can see you are not understanding what I'm talking about. God does not is not writing, is not running to and fro. That because people are getting saved, God has a big pen. And everybody that gets saved, an angel comes and announces that so and so is saved. Oh, okay, give me the pen. First of all, a big duster. Big rubber. He rubs the name. And then he, he goes with a big pen. He writes it. And then he says, Ah, even Scovia is saved. Where is my rubber? Where is my rubber? He rubs it. Where is my pen? That is a lie. God is not like a man. We understand like men. But God is God. And God knew the end from the very beginning. God did not choose you when you believed. God chose you before you were born. God chose you before you were in your mother's womb. God chose you before even the word was formed. God God chose you before Genesis 1-1. Where were you? You were in him. When? Before the foundation of the world. Before even God became God. You were in him. Before there was anything to worship him. You were in him. So when did he choose you again? Now with that understanding. Let us read the scripture. According as he has chosen us in him before the foundation of the world. Everybody said before the foundation of the world. That, he, that we should be holy 
And without blame before him in love. Now, when he shows you, oh my, this is going to excite some of you. When God shows you, he chose a blameless person. He chose a holy person. Because in God, there is no blame. In God, there is no sin. So if I was in him, he does not see a sinner. He does not see a bad woman, a bad man. So he saw a perfect person. He is coming to rapture a perfect church. Not the church that is here today, but the church that he chose before the foundation of the world. And now, when you see the imperfections, it only shows you a fact that perfection must come. Praise God. Praise God. Let us also read Romans 8. These are very, very interesting facts. Verses 28. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God. You know, here he says, that, that, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. This is a love story. God chose you because he loved you. And you need to understand love I talked about love here. If you missed uh, someone, please go and listen to it. Two times I spoke on agape love versus philo-love. But here I'm speaking of agape love. Agape love is perfect. Agape love is not moved by actions or by feelings. That kind of love is unconditional. And that kind of love you do not do anything to attract it. You are simply loved. And then you are chosen. Are you following me now? So now, we know that all things work together for good to them that love God. Not them that love God with phileo. But them that love God with agapah. If you love God, no matter what happens, no matter what goes around, no matter what doesn't happen, you are not moved. Because you know you will sing that song, I shall not be moved. I shall be like a tree planted by the waters. Because Jesus is my savior, I shall not be moved. So now you are planted in Christ and you will say, what can separate me from the love of God? Is it lack? 
Is it, uh, you know, pestilence? Is it suffering? Is it death? Nothing shall separate me. Because you have the love that God has for you. Your love for God is not conditional. How many have prayed such prayers? Oh God, if you do this for me, I swear, I will love you forever. Then you don't truly love him. Because your love is conditional. But you are supposed to love God. Whether he commits you to death. Whether he commits you to life. Or to suffering. Or to good things. Or to joy. Or to sadness. Your love should not be moved. So he says, all things work together for good to them that love God. To them who are called according to his purpose. In Ephesians, the verse 9, there are many, many things and, and, and I really wanted to get today, so I wanted to follow me closely. He said, having made known unto us the mystery of his will, according to what? To his good pleasure, which he has already purposed in himself. He has already purposed something in himself. Let me tell you, if you talk to someone that claim to be your friend, and they, they, they tell you, if you do this for me, I will do this. But in their heart, they have already purposed not to do what they are saying they are going to do. Nothing will move them. Because it is a purpose within them. Now, God, when He chose us, He chose us according to the mystery of His will. God has a will for you. But that will is not always known, it is mysterious. It, you have to seek after it. You have to know it. It has to be revealed to you. But God, before the foundation of the world, according to his good pleasure, he has already purposed in himself. So, God has already purposed what he's going to do with me. It is not a new thing. There is nothing I'm going to do or nothing I will not do that will change the purpose of God for me. God has already purposed this. And when God gives his word, he gives it on the basis of his purpose. So now here in Romans it continues on to say all things work together for good to them that love God to them who who are the call according to his purpose.
Christ. So now when God knew you, God chose you, God predestinated you, I'm going to come to those things. And God had a purpose. When he, when, when he chose you, in him, he had a purpose for you. And that purpose made him to call you. I am the called according to his purpose. I am here to accomplish a purpose. He did not say according to the to all the cold. Or to, I don't know how to say it. He's not saying according to everyone. But according to the cold. I am the cold brother. Tell someone I'm the cold if you believe it. I am the cold. I am here to accomplish a purpose. Not demon. No spirit, no power, no wicked forces of Satan can turn that purpose. I am here to accomplish that purpose. I am here to fulfill the desire of God. I am here to live according to the pleasure of his own good will. I am here because he loved me. And because he loved me, he chose me in him before the foundation of the God knew I would be here. God knew you would be here. There is nothing happening by mistake. He had it all in his mind. He knew it because he's God. God doesn't plan things like man. God does everything according to his purpose. Follow me closely here. Verse 29. For whom he did foreknow. He also did predestinate. To be conformed. To the image. Of his son. If God chose you in him, then he foreknew you. And if he foreknew you, what did he do? He predestinated. Understand the word predestinate. Pre is before. Destinate is the destination. Now God knew the destination at the beginning. So because he foreknew you, he predestinated you to be what? To be conformed to the image of his son. That means God already knew that you are going to be conformed to the image of Christ. There is nothing can hinder you to come to that image. There is no devil. There is no demon. There is no unbelief. There is no power. There is no kingdom. There is no man. There is no system. There is nothing can hinder a child of God to come to the 
image of Jesus Christ. There is no temptation. There is no devils. Not even temptation. Not even your flesh. Not even your doubts. Not even your mind. That is too little compared to the purpose of God. To them whom he foreknew, he also did predestinate to be conformed. The, oh, my good Lord. Amen. God saw the end at the beginning. If he knew you, he saw you here. And then he saw you there. What we are struggling with is between this and that. But God is saying, Don't worry, daughter. Don't worry, son. I've seen your end. I know how it will end. It must end according to my purpose. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Why? That he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he also called. Are you the called? Then you are predestinated. And them that he called, he also justified. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. Meaning in you, we are going to be bad. We are going to be sinners. We are going to be unworthy. And so what did he do? Everyone he called, he justified them. He justified them. Brother Barnum saying, justification means that you did not sin in the first place. When you say, God, I did this, I did that. He will say, when did you do it? So don't remember. When I was five, 15 years old, he says, I don't remember. Why? Because you are justified. That means your plate is clean. Clean. How? By his justification. By his death on the cross. And he said it is finished. What do you think was finished? The work of justification. For every sinner. It was finished. He said come unto me. Your sins may be red as scarlet. But here is what I'm going to do. Wait, who is he talking to? He's talking to the cold. Those ones who are cold. And he said, just come to me. I will take your sins which are as red as scarlet. I will make you white as snow. What is that? That is justification. And whom he justified. He doesn't stop there. Them who he has justified. Them he also glorified. Why do you think he's saying we are walking in heavenly places? We are not normal human beings. We are not normal human beings. There are some people who are not normal human beings. One of them was uh, Moses. To the extent Moses married a, a, 
out of the word. And when God came down to Moses, he said nothing about it. Nothing. It was breaking the word as they knew it at the time. As they knew it at the time. But God said nothing about it. But his sister and his brother Aaron and Miriam, his sister and Dathan, Abiram and Korah, the minister were all against him. How could Moses sin? How? But they did not understand that Moses was no longer Moses. God had taken Moses to another position. God had spoken to Moses and he had said to him, I'll make you God. So the law was the law. It was catching men. Not God. <laughs> Moses was at another level. He was, he, was, he was no longer under the law. There is something he wanted to say. He was no longer under the law. He was above the law. He was the law himself. And when they, when they accused him of sin, God was silent. So he was wondering, what are they talking about? No, he sinned. He is an Ethiopian woman. God said nothing. I don't see anything he has done. He is no longer of your type. He is above you. And when they continue, we should even get another minister. God, God rebuked all of them. That he even cast them. They became uh, leapers. Even his sister. Moses was the one who had to intercede for them. Imagine. That kind of power. Now God is saying. To them that he justified. He has removed them from the level of the commoners. And he has glorified them. There are people on earth here. Who are glorified. Hallelujah. How are they glorified? They are no longer commoners. Because he says in his word, you are kings. He also says you are priests. You need to understand this this level of kings and priests was the most sacred in all Israel. Kings were special men. Priests were special men. But you are both of them. But remember, Jesus was the firstborn of this order of kings and priests because he's a king of kings. And is the high priest of our confession. So then he says, but you also, you are kings and priests. You are a royal priesthood. You are a peculiar people. Oh Do you understand what I'm talking about? You are a peculiar people. You are not no more. You are not commoners. There are things you should no longer walk in. Commoners will walk in miles. 
in sin. But you, you are called out of there. You are special. You are glorified. As a matter of fact, he said, you are in heavenly places. You are no longer on earth. No, 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 no. In Christ, you are in heavenly places. When others are crying poverty, you have money that is not from the bank of Uganda. Money that can come out of the mouth of a fish. What are you talking about? This is a, a special something. You are not going to cry like others. When others are saying sin is finishing me. You are going to say a different story. You will have, the Bible says, and they sang a new song. You have a new song. No, 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 no. Sin cannot finish me. I am a royal priesthood. I am a priestly nation. I am a king and I am a priest. I am called by God. As because he found you me. He predestinated me. Because he predestinated he has also called me because he called me he has justified me because I'm justified I am glorified I am not going to live in sin I am going to live above sin even when I'm tempted I will overcome even when I fall I shall rise why? because I'm a different person I am not like the world the world is not worthy of me I'm a special man. I'm a special woman. It takes revelation to understand who you are. Praise God. You need to understand. We are a people that are not commoners. Praise God. Peter comes to Jesus. Peter and he says, Jesus. There is no money. Jesus was like, they can't understand what I've made them. They can't understand. He says, Peter, Peter, what are you doing? I'm a fisherman. Uh -huh. Okay. Okay. I made you a fish of man. But while you're fishing men, through that fishing, you are going to do a special fishing. Peter fished all his life. But he, has never, he had never fished money. So now you're going to fish money. So you can know. When I make you a fish of men, it means money is a battle. I told him, Peter, go and fish. His fishing was different. Others were fishing. But also Peter fished. His fishing was different. And when he fished, he fished money. He fished a fish which had money in the mouth. Who put that money there? That money also had Bank of Uganda on it. It even had a serial number. Jesus is not a scammer. So how did that did it bypass everything? 
God created it there. In his own way. What I'm saying is this. Whatever God has called you to be. And you find yourself a student. Others will be studying. But you will start a different way. Others will be teaching. But you, you will teach a different way. Others will be a business people, But you will be a businessman, a businesswoman in a different way. Your money will come up normally. That is what I'm trying to talk about. You will receive money that is over and beyond what your business can give you. This is how it is supposed to be. If it is not that way, it is because you do not understand your God-given authority. I am telling you, we have people in this world that are not living at the masses of governments. They are not living at the masses of families. They are not living at the masses of societies, organizations, church. Hallelujah. Amen. They are a people that we call it living by a miracle. But it is not a miracle. It is more than a miracle. It is more than a miracle. If you don't know those people, I am one of them. And I tell you, you can also be one of them. That even all the businesses you earn, put together, you mm, put together, it cannot make you what you are. It cannot feed you what you eat. Because the food you eat is more than what man gives. Man cannot live by bread alone. But we have a sacred kind of food we eat. Because we are different people. Am I talking in tongues? Don't you see what I'm saying? God has glorified you. You don't live at the masses of men. You don't go begging. You don't go asking. You don't go pulling. God is able to create from nothing. This is the God we serve. And when He gives you a vision, start this, start that. Start a company. God has already given you capital. That capital is not money. That capital is in you. God has already placed everything you need in Katonda you. All Peter needed to be taxed was to go and fish. Peter had everything he needed in him. The knowledge was in him. The ideas was in him. How to fish. Brother, if I give you a fishing rod, can you fish? When I was in Zimbabwe, I learned how to fish. And my first time fishing, I fished uh, two fish. And I was excited. When I came to Uganda, Uganda I bought fishing rods. And I started going to Victoria every month to fish. And when I went there the when, first day, when, I fished the first fish. And it came out and it went away with my hook. And I saw it. But it just went with my hook. And I've never fished another fish out of that waters. That means I'm not an experienced fisherman. So, but Peter was experienced. When God comes to you, he comes to you in what you know. So don't think that Peter had what it took to get what he needed. It was in him, but he did not know. It is in you, but you don't know. 
what God has given you. Oh my God, oh my God. Hallelujah. Hey. Amen. This revelation is burning out in me. If you pray for me, God will bring it out. And he says here in verse 3. Ephesians 1 Blessed be the God of the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ Blessed be the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ Who has blessed us with spiritual blessings In the heavenly places <laughs> Tell your neighbor in heavenly places Where are the demons? In hell. Where are you? Heavenly places. Where are your blessings? Heavenly places. Hallelujah. Amen. Don't allow the devil to bring you down into the depths of depression. That is why the devil fights hard to make us go down. Go down in anger. Go down in depression. Go down in sadness. Go down in, in disgust. We go down in heartbreaks. We go down until we feel we can't do anything. Because he knows that your blessings are in heavenly places. But brother, sister, when the devil comes to you like a flood, I want to remind you the Bible says Spirit of God lifts the standard. Lifts the standard. Lifts the standard. To where? Wow. To heavenly places. To where your blessings are. Hallelujah. Amen. Oh my God. According as he has chosen us in him. Oh my God. I love that brother. Oh Jesus. Yes. He has chosen us. Let me change that. And I say he has chosen me. Chosen me. In him. If you want to know how it feels, say it. He has chosen me. In him. How do you feel? That is a reality. Hallelujah. Amen. He has chosen me in him before the foundation of the world that I should be holy. If he chose me in him to be holy, then I must be holy. Nothing can stop me from that. No devils can stop me from that. No weapons of the enemy can stop me from being holy. I must be holy. Tell your neighbor you must be holy. You must be holy. Not because you want to. But he chose you in him. To be holy. Hey. Hallelujah. My God. And without blame. Before him in love. Hey. Another inspiration just came. I'm sorry, I just act like a mad person because, because I'm hearing from another world now. There are two people on earth. There is one that is called serpent seed. They, even if they want to be holy, they don't have that in them. The world will still overpower them. But there is another group of people that even if they want to be a sinner, they will even try it. They can't make it. The seed of God, the word of God, will have a power them. Hallelujah! Amen!
the devil tried to get you in sin but he couldn't keep you in sin because you are a seed of God he chose you in him to be holy oh glory to God without blame before him I love this next word in love his love is unconditional his love cannot fail God was not playing the lottery. He was doing a sure business. He knew the end from the beginning. God could not have chosen you in him. Yet he knew he was going to lose you. How many of you feel like you are falling? You don't need to raise up your hand. But if you feel like you are falling, I have good news for you. If you believe God chose you in him, there is no way you can fall. There is no way you can fall. Why? Because when God sees and he looks at you, he is not bothered. That's why many times you are prayed. Oh God, take me out of this. Take me out of this. And God just Looks and he smiles. He says, I know what they're talking about. I know. I know. I know. You must reach the finishing line. I know. I saw you. I saw you reaching there. You must arrive there. Nothing can stop you. You must reach the finishing line. I tell you what, brother, sister. Oh, my, this is a prophecy to you now. No matter what. Comes your way. You must reach the finishing line. Nothing will stop you. Nothing will stop you. I say, oh, hallelujah, glory. Nothing will stop you. You must reach the finishing line. The, the devil thought he had trapped you. Oh, glory to God. You must reach the finishing line. Oh, glory to God. Nothing can stop you. You must reach the finishing line. When a devil came with a hook, with a hook, to hook you, he came with a machete to cut you. He came with a spear to pierce you. He came with a net to net you. He did not know one thing that God saw you at the finishing line. No matter what device, no matter what weapon, that the devil will use, he cannot hinder. That saith the Lord. That saith the Lord is the word. It must be accomplished. I don't care how many times the devil has tried to trap you. He can't get you. He can't get you. Stand up, sister. Let me prophesy to you. The devil can't get you. Oh my God. Amen. The devil can't get you, my sister. No matter how many times he has tried to bring you sadness. He has tried to kill your soul and take you away from God. Listen to me, sister. The devil can't get you. The devil will not get you. Receive it in your heart now. I'm prophesying to you in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. Because our God is a God of war. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. He's the God of purpose. He has purpose in himself. Hallelujah. Amen. And he said, Dixon must arise. <laughs> Amen. Come on, give me your hand. Amen. You remember all the tears you cried. Hallelujah. Amen. All the tears you cried. God was watching you. I'm smiling. Because he knew. You must reach the finishing line. He didn't see you. Sad. He didn't see you broken. He loves you. And because he loved you, he chose you in him. Before the foundation of the world. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In the message of the super God know the end. From the beginning. God knew. The end from the beginning. If you think about that, it ought to make you shout. It ought to make you feel different. God knew the end from the beginning. Let's think about it for a moment. God knew the end from the beginning. Tell your neighbor, God knew the end from the beginning. God knew the end. From the beginning. Therefore, he could plan everything. That it would work out just to his glory. And that, that gives us courage to know that no matter what comes or goes, God is making everything. The clock is ticking. The clock is ticking. Just exactly on time. If the devil has been oppressing you, let me tell you, such moments when faith is in the camp, it's a time for you to stand on your feet and begin to pray while I preach and say, Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. You are making everything for my soul. The time is ticking, it is right on time. Never let. Never let. God is not let. Some of you think God has delayed you. I have a word for you today. God is never let. God is on time. Hallelujah. Amen. Sometimes we get weary. We get upset. We get weary. We get upset. We get hastily. We think, oh, we must do this. Oh, we must do that. But remember, God is clock. We'll be just exactly on time. All these things has to be this way. Hey! Amen. All these things in your life has to be this way. God is not left. 
God is not late. God is on time. Praise God. It has to all be done according to his great knowledge. His foreknowledge. For by foreknowledge. For by foreknowledge. He could predestinate. Not by his desire. But his knowledge. You didn't understand that. Brother. Now I know. You are going to get married. I know. I know. It's not a prophecy. It's nothing. It's knowledge. I know. Now. The question is, do I desire it? Do I desire it? I may desire it. Or I may not. But I know. Do you get the difference? God. Katonda. When you know You have a fact You have a proof The reason why I know You, you have a girlfriend already You have announced her here so God bless you Now to each of you Things in your life Is mysterious but God knows. He has seen the end. It's not something he desires. Uh, uh, he desired. That he predestinated you by desire. Uh -huh. No. But he knew. God. By his knowledge. He does not predestinate by desire. Hey, he didn't desire for your end to be the way it is going to be. But he only knew. Because he's God. He predestinate, he, prede, he is not willing. That any should perish. For by, but by his foreknowledge. He knew who would accept it. And who would not. Therefore. He can make everything. Work. According to his big time clock that is ticking away. Hallelujah. Amen. That's why he got to that man called uh, what was his name? Uh, Judas. He knew because he was God. Are you hearing me? He told him. One of you is going to betray me. He didn't desire. But he knew it. Who, 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 Lord? Who, Lord? Who, Lord? He said, the one I'm giving, sir. Oh, 
said, not me. He said, Judas, what you have to do? Do quickly. Why? Because Judas knew what he wanted to do. But before, Judas did not. Praise God. Before Jesus gave Judas that Judas did not know that he was going to betray but when he said one of you is going to betray me everybody said who not me Judas said not me Lord Judas what you have to do. Do quickly. Because now Jesus knew that Judas has now known. And Judas walked away from there and betrayed him. I believe even at the last minute Judas thought he was playing a game. So he can get money out of it. But Jesus already knew how he was going to end. He had to kill himself. But for you, God also knows your end. And that's why he has brought the word to tell you don't worry about what you're going to do. I know your end. So because he's God, he could foretell the end from the beginning. That's why when a preacher comes, preaching by under inspiration, God can give him a word of knowledge. For a person who will speak to you directly. Word of what? Knowledge. God is the one who knows your life. So the word of knowledge is from God designing you. And then you'll be saying, oh God, the man was speaking about my life. He's not a man. He's God who was telling you about your life. Therefore, when it comes to you, don't just be surprised. Some then people begin... Maybe someone told him. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Oh, people, unbelievers. When God speaks, and the word designs you, just accept that word. Say amen to that word. Receive the promise of that word. And God will do something for you. If you're fighting something, and the preacher talks about it, it means God has brought deliverance to you. God would come in the meetings of Brother Banner and he would talk about this and call people's names. Tell them what they are going through. Tell, tell them what is happening in their life. And tell him who told you who told me that. I don't know you, you've never seen it. Me. It is God. And this word itself is a designer of the thoughts and intents of a man. Don't say God cannot do it for you. When he has come to do it for you. He has had plans for this day. 
He has plans for every day. And never has one of his plans ever failed. He is always on time. I said God chose you before the foundation of the world. Being God, He knew all your future mistakes. He knew all your imperfections. He knew all your imperfections. He knew all your difficulties. He knew all your failures. But He also knew you. That there is a seed in you. His confidence was in that sea. And I want to proclaim to you this morning you are greater than you know. Hallelujah, Brother Polycarp. You are greater than you know. You are greater than you know. Do you even understand what I'm talking about? Because me, I'm not understanding it right now. But God is speaking to you, church. And God is telling you, you are greater than you know. How dare you say you can't make it? What is in you is much greater than you. Hallelujah. Amen. You are greater than you know. The fact that you were elected by God. It, that election. By God. Means. That he loved you. Here is your proof of God's love. <laughs> That he chose you. He elected you. He loved you. He knew you would not be a failure. Someone preached with me this morning. He knew you would not be a quitter. He knew you would not be a sinner. He knew you would not be a blasphemer. He knew you would not be a backslider. God knew you would not be a hypocrite. Hallelujah. Amen. And if you are a hypocrite this morning, I'm speaking to you by the authority of God is what? God knew you would not be a hypocrite. Therefore, the spirit of hypocrisy has to begin disappearing right now. God knew you would not be a failure. If there is anybody failing or feeling like a failure here, I have authority by the word of God to tell you you are not a failure. And I cast out that spirit of failure in the name of Jesus Christ. That spirit of sinning. God knew you would not be a sinner. You are not a sinner. You are not a hypocrite. You are not a drunkard. You are not a lustful person. Lust has no authority over your body. You will not be an immoral person. Therefore, that spirit of immorality it just loses out. It leaves you right now. Because God knew you would be an overpower. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God has so much confidence. 
God has so much confidence in his choice. He saw the end from the very beginning. He saw you so perfect that my God Hallelujah. My God. Amen. He saw you so perfect. Oh my God, I'm just trying to contain myself. I feel like crying right now. God saw you so perfect that he took your name before the foundation of the world. And he wrote it in the Lamb's book of life. <laughs> Hallelujah. What a love. So much love. The names that are on the book of life cannot be removed. If your name was there, it is going to be there. It will be there. It cannot be removed. All hell cannot remove it. All sin cannot remove it. Satan himself. He doesn't have a rubber that can remove that name. Your name is engraved in the lamp book of life. That book of life has names of the redeemed, has names of the saved. Hallelujah! Amen! Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Come on, rejoice and glorify Yes. Glory Amen. God. Amen. Your name was put there. Because God saw the end. He knew he would go through everything. You would fall and die. You would be disappointed. You would fail one time or two times. You would be tired. You would try to give up. You would cry. You would snort and everything. But at the end of it all. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> at the end of it all. God saw you at the finishing line. Hallelujah. Amen. Your life is in God's hands. Your life is in the palm of his hands. That is why he said that I've engraved you. I've engraved you in the palm of my hands. Do you see this? It's you on the palm of my You cannot be removed. I have a birthmark here. I can't be, it can't be removed. Even surgery can't remove it. It's a part of me. It's engraved on me. That is how you are. In the palm of God. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The devil should go to hell. That is where he belongs. And all his demons they cannot hinder the purpose of God for our life, for our family, for our child, for your spirit and soul and body. 
God is purpose. It must come to pass. The devil can't hinder it. That is the proof of his love. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. That is the proof of God is love. Election. He chose you out of the many. Because he had so much confidence in you. Hallelujah. I want to finish with this quote. In the message, Smanian Church Age. Now the Lord God Almighty says, I know. There he is walking in the midst of his people. There he is. The chief shepherd of the flock. But does he hold back the persecution? Does he stem the tribulation? No. He does not. He simply says. I know your tribulation. I know. I know. I know what you're going through. Jesus, I know. I know. I know. I am not at all unmindful of your suffering. Oh, if God loves me, why did he let this happen to me? Why does he let these bad feelings come in my body? And I feel lustful. Why, why, why? If God loves me, why does he take it away? I know. I know what you are suffering. I know. Why am I poor? Man is difficult. I don't even have. I don't know. I know. Why is my family in problems? My husband, my wife, my husband. I know. I am not at all mindful. I'm not unmindful of your suffering. And he says, what a stumbling block this is to so many people. Like Israel, they wonder if God really loves them. How can God just be so loving and if he stands by and he watches his people suffer? That is what they asked. In Malachi 1. 1 to 3. Which says the burden of the word of the Lord to Israel by Malachi. I have loved you, saith the Lord. Yet ye say, Wherein has you loved us? Was not Esau Jacob's brother? Saith the Lord. Yet I loved Jacob. And I hated Esau. And laid his mountains and his heritage west for the dragons of the wilderness. I, I, I laid it west. For the, for, uh, his heritage was made west. For the dragons of the wilderness. Because he didn't love him. But he loved you. Your heritage will not be made west. No. You see, the they could not figure out God's love. They thought that 
Love meant no suffering. They thought that love meant a baby with a parental care. But God said that his love was elective love. By him. The proof of his love is election. That no matter what happened, no matter what happens in your life, his love was proven truly by the fact that we were chosen unto salvation. Hallelujah. Because God has chosen you me to salvation through sanctification of the spirit and belief of the truth he may commit you to death as he did Paul he may commit you to suffering as he did Job that is his prerogative his own good pleasure. He is sovereign. But it is all with a purpose. If he did not have a purpose, then he would be the author of frustration and not of peace. All things work together for good. To them that love God and are called according to his purpose. There is a purpose to everything that is happening in your life. Quit questioning God. Murmuring and crying and shouting. Stop that church. Begin thanking God and moving on. Your life is in his hands. Whatever happens in your life is for a purpose. I knew this early in my life. And that made me to keep my head focused. I don't care what trap the devil sets for me. I don't care what luck I have. I don't care what problems I have. I am one person who doesn't care what people talk about me. I don't care. Sometimes I hear it. And I'm like, okay. If you think so, it's alright. And then I say, you see, he's guilty. That's why he didn't say anything. Why say anything? If God is on my side, who can be against me? If God is on your side, don't fight your battles. Let him fight your battles. His purpose is that after we have suffered a while a while we would be made perfect we may be established we may be strengthened we may be settled as Job said, he put strength in, strength in us. You see? Praise God. What does God want for you? 
to be perfect. To be established. To be strengthened. To be settled. This is a word of prophecy for each of us. All of you that are listening. That happen to stumble on this voice. Listen. As I finish. I want to tell you this. Just like a prophet of God said. You are going to be perfect. The devil can't stop it. You are going to be made perfect. Not only that, you are going to be established. Come on, repeat it after me. I'm going to be established. Stand on your feet and say, I'm going to be established. I'm going to be established. If the witch doctors can repeat words, what about the children of God? Their words are empty. Ours are power power. Hey! Man. I am going to be established. I am going to be strengthened. Come on, say it on your lips and believe it. I am going to be strengthened. Hallelujah. Man. Don't worry, Sister Esther. God is going to strengthen you. Hallelujah. Amen. And after he has strengthened you. Oh, yes. Wow. God is going to settle you. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Do you believe that, church? Do you believe that? God is going to settle you. Man will not settle you. Man will not settle you. God himself is going to settle you. If you believe it for yourself, say amen. Say amen. God is going to settle you. The journey is not for the swift. The race is not for the swift. God is going to settle you. I'm amazed that you love me. I wonder if people can help me sing, sister. Oh my God. Church, I feel so moved. By the word of God this morning. And so encouraged. And believing that God will accomplish His word. Right now, you ought to be praying. Somehow. Just praying over those words you've heard and them. confessing them. Come on, just close your eyes and begin to pray. Begin to claim every redemptive promise. Refuse any defeat whatsoever. Refuse any bad situation. God is faithful. God is just so faithful. That he cannot fail us. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm leaving you for a few moments just to worship him. Just worship him. Hallelujah. 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 Glory. Yes. 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 Glory.
chisabwe wafira monsoni Yesu I chitange Omusaraba Bari bakubajira Yeah. 
nemukama mubuli lentalo ezo sola bangesi ganye ozo sola bangesi kalubye ezo sola bangesi sosi ya yogera nakama muchechendi mwe mwe nabako 